Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is man like Doreen. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel Hassan Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe a pro. Hello and welcome to the special edition of My Brit Rest Journey on bbgwrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin, and I'm delighted to be joined on the live by the Playboy Prince of Professional Wrestling, Lance Rivera. Hello. And the Mad Dog, Mike Angus. Easy guys, Hattrick Hero, fair time on the show for the Mad Dog. Great yes. to see Mr. Rivera here as well with us. And Chris, it's great to be here, and obviously we're joined by another very special guest here. Yes, the custodian of Progress Wrestling, Lee McIntyre. How are you doing this evening, Lee? Wonderful, Chris. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you very, very much. It's fantastic to be on my Brit Rest journey. Great to be alongside the Mad Dog. Can't say so much that it's great to be <laughs> boy Prince Lance Rivera, but you know what? Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> so how have you both been? I think the last time I saw you was Infamous Pro Wrestling's debut show. So it's, it's, it's nice meeting you both. outside, Lee. Guys, it's both been great. Both been keeping very busy. It was great to be at Infamous the other week and saw Lance in the main event against Dylan Roberts. Absolutely brilliant match, and we were both uh, thrilled to be there for Infamous's first show. Good on them to bring Thanks. wrestling back to Runcorn. It's great to see. And uh, Mr. Lee McAtee has been very busy, as always. I'll let him tell you all about it. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I too was at Infamous. Um, Lance could it where Chris G. It was a fantastic main event. Really, really good to watch. Saw it ringside, and uh, we're obviously keeping a very close eye on your career, that's for sure. And, you know, outside of that, it's been a very, very busy few days. Um, yesterday, randomly, myself and uh, Bestie were with the new Chancellor, as you yes, did. I saw that. <laughs> Talking about professional wrestling, I told him very vividly that Spike Gervais sent his regards. <laughs> I can't say much more than that, other than the fact mm. that he uh, he's very happy that Tom Dawkins is now no longer Cora Noir. But anyway, that's another story for another day. But no, it's been very, very busy. It's a wonderful time to be a part of uh, professional wrestling here in the UK, that's for sure, and you know, feel very, very honoured to be alongside some wonderfully talented people mm. and Lance Rivera. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Hold on, you can't you can't say how talented I am and then say that afterwards. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't give you too many the other. I mean, you paid me a lot of money to wear your t-shirts, so <laughs> and I did that. That all you? That was meant to be a secret, all right? All right well, I, I, I won't tell anybody if you won't tell anybody, Lance. Is that all right? Well, I guess so. Like it's a secret obsession with Manchester City as well, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's... Whoa! whoa, whoa <laughs> exactly. Whoa, 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 no, that's... that's Chris Matthew, he's, he's a glory hunter. He keeps going for championship gold. He knows that his football team isn't going for any championships full stop. So, when you look at that, it makes sense, the fact that Lance is a Man City... Don't let me go get the shirts off the wall, like. I'll go <laughs> get them. I'll bring them through. Well, OK, well, maybe you might sell more of them than your current one. <laughs> As you know, I've sold out of three runs of me, the one that you've got, and mm. I'm on my second run of the uh, the black one, the Rivera Rave one. I'm I'm already promoting. Look at me; it's not even about yes. me; it's about you. Yes, Lee. Can we start by just saying what a triumph um, Super Strong Style 16 was? Whoever booked that deserves a medal. I love the whole thing. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's very very kind to say, Chris. I mean, mm. it may well be the proverbial figurehead, but the reality is the credit very much goes to the talent and the incredible team behind the scenes. Yeah. 
you don't necessarily see who really deserve the plaudits. They deserve it so much more than I do. And it was a, it was a crazy weekend for, for many, many reasons. It was a real opportunity, I felt, to showcase what progress is all about now. There's no doubt that it is, of course, a different time for progress compared to the old era. Mm-hmm. Things evolve. Absolutely no doubt about that. And I do feel as though what progress will be in the future is still yet to be written. But I think it's fair to say without giving spoilers away is that we are very much focused about storylines. We're very much focused about building the next generation of stars. And we really care about this business. And again, political affiliations aside is the fact that we had the opportunity on, let's be frank about it, one of the craziest ever days in Parliament where I think at the time 46 people had resigned, mm-hmm. one of which had actually resigned virtually in front of me in the club that we're in. Wow. And we're there talking about professional wrestling. And for me, whilst that might not necessarily be a cool thing to say, what we've got to try and do is we've got to try and make British professional wrestling a priority in this country. And that is what we're doing. That's the reason why we're going to all these crazy meetings with unbelievable people, whether it's whether they're red side, blue side, whatever. We want the people that we can work with that are going to continue to help put British professional wrestling on the map. We want eyeballs. And you know what? I mean, somebody said to me not so long ago that, oh, you know what, uh, Lee McAteer. It, they, they said to me, oh, you know what, it, it's... Oh, you know, Lee, Lee's just Lee and Martin is coming in. They're just going to asset strip. They just want the library, etc. Well, the reality is, is that I'd like to think so far, it's, it's we've more than proven that. And okay, Definitely. it's there's still a huge amount to to, to 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 go. And of course, we're also very very proud of what we're achieving with TNT. And you know, big shout out to Jay Apter as well. But we're incredibly proud. We feel as though we did turn the corner, and. We're exceptionally proud of some of the storytelling. You look at, for example, the match between Giselle and Kanji. In my opinion, you know, without doubt, one of the best matches over three days. When you got Giselle Shaw getting a standing ovation, I think that tells you a lot. It, it yeah. really, really does. And the, the ladder match, the story between Cara Noir and Spike Trevay, which is there's still a lot to be told there. Yeah. Lot to, from that, and of course, we announced. Recently, the fact that uh, it's you know Thomas Dawkins' first match. What's that going to be all about? It's a really exciting time, and of course, at Sing we've, we've got Swerve coming over against Nick Wayne. It's the second part of what will hopefully be another match of the year contender. We saw what Nick Wayne did with Will Osprey. We're really excited about what this match is going to be between between Nick and Swerve, and I just think you know chapter one, three, six, twenty four, seven. Ask me, Lance, why is it called 24-7? Go on, why is it 24-7? Because it's on the 24th of July, so it's 24-7. That's <laughs> I'm more driven to make this success than, mm. than I have. And this is where I, I do get semi-serious for a minute, is there are some unbelievably talented men and women that are desperate to showcase their skill sets, and we are desperate to show the world, starting from a UK level, what they're all about. And I've obviously working alongside Mike, who, in my opinion, is, is wrestling royalty. He's on so many different shows across the country, and I'm learning from Mike. And I think one of the other key things to say is that I'm not one of these people that's coming in and going, I know everything. Mm. I don't, that's the reason why I'm going to Infamous. I'm going to Wrestle Island. I'm going to Wrestle Carnival. I'm going to Catch. I'm going to North. I'm going to as many promotions as I possibly can because I want to experience 
what's good, what's bad. I want to get to know people. And in my opinion, I feel as though the only way we're going to grow this sector together is by actually having relationships with one another. I feel, rightly or wrongly, in my position, that we had to really showcase what I felt needed to be football standards into professional wrestling. So all the stuff that we do at Tramia Rovers Football Club, we've tried to implement a lot of those same practices into into progress. And we're going to get there as well with TNT. And hopefully, if we can drag the standards of what this entire industry is to a different level, hence why... And again, it may not be very cool to people, but why we're working with MPs on both sides of the both sides of the bench, because we feel as though if we can do all these things together, then it's going to be a better experience for the fans, better experience for the talent. The talent are going to be looked after more, the fans are going to be looked after more, and then by default, more eyeballs means that this industry will get bigger and better. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> How involved are you getting with the booking side of things? Well, we we have a creative team, mm-hmm. um, and I say team because it is very much a team um, of people that sort of, you know, I do have my own thoughts on, on, on certain points. And also, dare I say, a bit like a football scout, I do go to different promotions because I want to see who's over, who's doing really well, and maybe someone that might spike our interest. Um, so, and that's the reason why Mike Angus is is on progress, you know. To be honest yeah. with you, because I saw how uh, Highlands are doing. But you know, it's, it's it's not really my place to say in terms of of, of what the creative mm. process is. But we're very very blessed that we've got a wonderful creative team that works tirelessly behind the scenes, and that same creative team also takes care of our our VTs, our promos, and. And again, I'm incredibly biased, but I think our promos are, without doubt, the best in the UK by a mile. And I'm going to openly say that, and that might sound arrogant, but I think there's a difference between arrogance, confidence, and the truth. And I think it's the truth. Yeah. And I feel as though the, for example, the promos and the VTs between Spike and Kara, between Giselle and Kanji, and I could go on and on and on. They really are what's, what puts progress, in my opinion, into that more premium product as to why people want to come to a progress show. And if not, that's what we're certainly trying to do. Because yeah. I was watching day one, strong style. I was thinking, most of these matches, if they were the final, you'd be like, you wouldn't be disappointed, like the Ridgeway versus you know, Allmark and Banks versus Damo and Honey versus Page, Prog- Johnny Progress versus um, Jack Evans. You're just like, this is the first round. These are like, in any other company, this will be the final, this will be the, tra- the headline. Championship match, I was like, yeah, yeah, I I love, yeah, I've watched it twice, I loved it. No, we really, we really appreciate that, Chris. Mm. And the thing is, is that what I said from the outset was, was that I appreciate the progress. Let's be frank about it. I've gone through a very, very difficult time. Definitely. And I certainly didn't (laughs) think that I would ever be, I hate the word, um, because it's very much about team and stuff, but you know, I I never thought I was going to become the owner, the co-owner of of progress. I really, really didn't. And it's quite an interesting story, actually, as to how all of that came about, quite frankly, because Mm. I cared a lot behind the scenes on on, on British professional wrestling. I really, really did. And obviously seeing it firsthand with my wrestling travel brand and everything else like that. Obviously, I've sold wrestling travel now, but I could see that there were so many things that I felt as though needed to change. And and in my opinion, progress was the number one. Mm -hmm. I'm biased, and I'm going to say it. I still think it's number one. And I sincerely believe that 
as we continue to go through chapter one, three, six, and then then go on the Deadly Viper tour to Newcastle, Birmingham, Sheffield, etc., etc. Hopefully, as the storylines continue to move forward, people are going to see why they want to watch progress on a regular basis, whether that's on the network, whether that's on demand progress, or randomly, I, I believe, on Disney Plus in Indonesia. Yeah. <laughs> so we are, but it's we knew we had a massive job on our hands to turn it around. Massive job on our hands. But what do you do? We surrounded ourselves with great people, and truthfully, they're the people you should be interviewing rather than me. And if you watch uh, Super Strong Style as you have, you know you can see from days one, two, and three. Uh, you know Chris Ridgeway absolutely excelled in that tournament, and it's definitely something. If you haven't watched it, it's worth going on Progress on Demand and also on the WWE Network and checking that out because uh, you know they, he does put on quite a performance. And uh, you know, big shout out to everyone in the tournament. I was uh, particularly impressed by Aramis. Uh, yes, he is, but he is a lot of fun. Yeah. What a great wrestler, you know. And uh, to have Aramis over and to have, uh, you know, people like Johnny Progress, it was just a, an absolute treat for anyone who was in the ballroom mm. on the Jubilee weekend. We had such a great time, didn't we, Lee? It was, uh, and it, you know, as well as Progress, there was other stuff going on. It was like our very own little uh, UK version of WrestleMania with, uh, <laughs> you know, there was a Sunshine Machine event going on where they were doing rock, paper, scissors. Uh, we had Eve represented on the Friday night, and we had uh, we even popped on to Good Wrestling League, didn't we? On the uh, we on did. the Saturday, something very different we that we've not seen before, mm. where they uh, did a wrestling show without a ring. So uh, oh, wow. that was something sort of quite theatrical. And I, and I, will, and I will say this: a big shout out to uh, to Tim, who was on Good Wrestling. I have not laughed so much. <laughs> he was absolutely <laughs> outstanding. He was he was laugh out loud funny. And then uh, yeah, and then afterwards it was. Uh, it was very interesting at the hotel afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, like there's a story there within itself. I don't know what you're talking about, Lance. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like my kind of th- time. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Check me out. Kate Mayfair's telling you you're listening to BBG Wrestling. You melt. So was it at Wrestle Travel when you first met Mike? Um, we went to school together. Lee really? was the year wow. above me at school, and um, oh, you, and also went to the same university as well. Both went to Leeds University, where uh, I believe Lee you're on the uh, the board at Leeds University. Aren't you? Uh, y- yes, I, I don't know how. But I'm on the uh, I'm on the advice <laughs> the, the university for the law school there with um, God. <laughs> I hate talk because I feel like I'm sounding like right egotistical cricket. <laughs> um, so mention this guy. I'm, I'm not, but um, no, you know, it is. It was one of those pinch yourself type things because I'm on the board with Sakir Starmer amongst other people and and Lord Blow and and somehow I'm on it and I sit down and look at these people and I think how, how the fuck am I here? But, uh, but anyway, it, it is what it is. <laughs> and everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> Yeah, like some Roger Stevens building. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, inside joke there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, I, saw, I saw you both at, um, for the Will of a Wrestling interview in the stars. I was unbelievably fortunate to interview Brett the Hitman Hart with mm-hmm. what seems to have gone down as quite a legendary interview when Brett got incredibly emotional on stage and broke down in tears. Because I started the interview in a different way because... I was that little kid in the, the likes of the Manchester G-Max that was desperate to have those sunglasses. Unfortunately, I was always in the cheap seats. But the reality is, is that I wanted to kind of be that kid. And then all of a sudden, I'm interviewing him in the middle of the ring at the club of wrestling. And I said from the outset, I said, right, 
we're going to talk about what makes Bret Hart the best there is, the best there was, the best ever will be. We're not going to talk about the tragedies. We're not going to talk about the bad times. We're not going to talk about any of that. We're going to talk about why you are the best mm. there is, the best there was, the best there will be. And straight away, he opened up. And, and I, truthfully, it's probably in the, the top five most proudest moments of, of things that have done. That was, that was a great interview as well. Well, I was, I was very fortunate. You know, big shout out, big shout out to Cal, uh, Khalil Butt on, on that. Um, Cal basically helped produce that for me behind the scenes and he was, he was absolutely magnificent. And, and yeah, I mean, it, and he, it was so cool because like afterwards we're in the, like the green room as you call it. Um, and, and Brett took me aside and just said that was one of the, the best interviews I've had. And as then he said, I'll, I, I really appreciate it and I'll, I hope to see you down the road, kid. And I was just like, oh my God, like, this is just, you know, the little kid in me was just, was just screaming. Because they always say you should never meet your heroes, right? Mm. And this was just, it was, it was absolutely phenomenal. And then a few months later, we ended up meeting up with, uh, with Natty Neidhart and, and she mentioned the interview to me and, and we gave her a wrestling travel jacket. It was all custom. And yeah, it was, it was one of the more proud moments that, that, that we had. And of course, at the same time, I was making them all fans of Shammy Rovers Football Club, which was, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Um, I mean, the oh, funny thing was, I made Jeff Jarrett a Trammy Rovers fan. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that was that was funny. And, and Jeff, <laughs> the poor fellow. You know, why are you Jeff, doing that to him? But so, well, you wouldn't <laughs> be a Man United fan, would you? But, but it's really, so, you know, and, and Jeff was amazing. He came down to Tramnir and, and hung out with myself and, and our amazing chairman, Mark Palios, who's the former chief executive of the FA. Jeff then went and played footy with a load of... Um, you know, kids that have got, had gone through a really, really tough time. And, and it's funny actually because we, we have something at Tramia called the War Room, which mm. is basically where, um, the manager gives the pre-match talk and then they all come into the office and stuff. And actually in that room is actually a, an autographed photo of Jeff, SWA oh, wow. from, you know, from, from Jeff, Super White Army. It's our, cause we're all playing white. So, mm. but it is, it's, um, but you know, all those memories and everything then, of course, moved forward and, and there was obviously rumours and there was a talk sports article that came out saying how I was going to be investing in professional wrestling. And what was interesting was, was that they, they thought it was a different promotion and it, and it wasn't. Mm. And, um, but at the same time, uh, you know, I was a massive fan of, of TNT and obviously Mike was doing a phenomenal job there with, with Jay Apter and it being on my doorstep and I wanted to help support it. And then, and then I had uh, some, uh, some very, very random phone calls that started <laughs> it was in February 2021, I think. Actually, it might have been before that. Actually. Oh, well, yeah. And then literally the conversations moved forward and then it was, why don't you buy Progress Wrestling? Well, I guess we can do goosebumps actually. We've never actually spoken about this one. <laughs> and, and it was just like, okay, let's, and I was in the process of, of, of selling AmeriCamp and Camp Thailand and Wrestling Travel and the, the other brands that you know, I'm very, very proud of, but obviously mm. I, I sold. And then I was like, okay, and I looked at it all and I thought, you know, I like a challenge. And I thought, this, 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 this is a big challenge to go. <laughs> <laughs> I really, 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 really did. And, you know, you, of course you've got to have belief in yourself because if you haven't got belief in yourself, no one else is going to have that for you. Mm. But I knew I couldn't do it on my own, and I've been very fortunate to work alongside uh, other associate directors of Tramia Rovers, Martin Best being one of them. And I I, I admired Martin for a long, long time, the way he went about himself, how he conducted business, and I thought, you know what? 
maybe if I can convince Martin, who by his own admission didn't know much about wrestling whatsoever, but my God, he does now, by the way. Yeah. I mean, talk about fast learner, unbelievable. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, maybe we can do this. And, and then I, um, without anybody knowing, I, everybody, because I was living in Portugal at the time, and I didn't tell anybody, literally nobody, and I couldn't get the vaccine over there either. So I came back, I quarantined for 10 days, didn't tell anybody whatsoever, and I met John Briley in London. Yeah. Gosh, I should use some goosebumps. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know if we'd just be talking about this, actually. I don't, I, I don't, so I don't know. And this is probably going to be like some sort of secret documentary or something. <laughs> well, I don't this know. is all going to come back when, like, in three years when we have a full progress documentary of what happened. When the, again, the, you know, the Rumorville's Rumorville, but I'd spoken to a number of promotions because I generally didn't know what was right, what was wrong, or what I was going to go for. And without trying to be like spoiler alert here, is I'm still interested in potentially buying more promotions, hundred mm. um, percent. But again, what we've got to try and do is we've got to try and walk before we can run, and, and that's 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 the main thing. But, but yeah, it was it was a, a very crazy meeting with uh, with, with John um, in uh, in London, and I literally didn't tell anybody, literally nobody. And then I got back on a plane to Portugal, and it was um, it was a very very crazy meeting. I, I mean, you know, everything's a negotiation, you know, of, of course it is. But you could see, and again, whether, whether people, you know, like someone, don't like someone, there's no doubt that, that what Briley and, and Jim Smallman created was, was something truly phenomenal. And I, and I very much told, told John Briley that. And it's very difficult at the same time to, to let go of a brand when you've given your blood, sweat and tears and you see somebody else doing stuff. <laughs> And I've seen that firsthand with with the brands that that I've created and sold and you know and everything else like that. But then I thought we had, you know, I thought it was going to happen in September. It didn't mm. one reason or another, which maybe I'll go into it another another time. And then and then things started to move forward. And then we we chatted again. I came back to the, the UK. I had another meeting, and one thing led to another. I then told some journalist friends of mine who. I, I said, right, I said, I've got a story for you. I said, I need to sign on disclosure agreements. And they were like, right, what's, what's all this about? And, and I said, right, <laughs> I haven't just bought one promotion. I've actually kind of got two. And then they said to me, oh, they, the, again, the rumor bill was it was a different promotion. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, <laughs> I've done a deal for 50% of TNT and I've bought progress. And honestly, you could hear it. You could hear a, a pin drop on the phone call um, and it was yeah it's honestly it's really weird for me yeah I mean it's it was an incredibly special time and you know and putting the the video together to to um, for what was obviously then the comeback and the the, the 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 moon video and then seeing Gene Money come out on the back of the ballroom wearing that space suit and yeah. <laughs> you know and, and having some great conversations with Simon Miller in huge amounts of confidence I think even going back into oh it was a genius move to bring him in as a host yeah because you know for, for me is that you know if you, if you I felt you know let's be frank about it progress and and what Jim did was was very unique in its approach and. I felt as though progress still needed a host. And by the way, you were talking, you know, on the call right now, I'm just with him, is in my opinion, the, you know, one of, if not the best hosts in British wrestling in, in Manchester. 
progress. But progress at the time was something different. It was about a, a slightly different variation of what we were trying to achieve and the conversations that we it'll be a spoiler alert, I think Mad Dog will be hosting a progress um, later on <laughs> in the year. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Here we go. We're at the end of that one, are we? I know, right? But, you know, uh, <laughs> not very cloud first. I keep the noise down. I'm very well behaved. <laughs> but it was great, you know, speaking to Simon, and Simon, you know, what a fantastic guy, and he's achieved so much on YouTube. And seeing, you know, for example, I think it was a, an AEW show last week where someone's got like a big, massive head of his and stuff like that. It's, it's, you know, right. it's absolutely fantastic, and we're so fortunate to. To have him and so Cal Val and, and also one of our song, you know, unsung heroes, like for example, Mike behind the scenes is actually does what is the John Bradley role now. Mm-hmm. That's what Mike does and does a phenomenal job for it. And, and that's why everybody, and I can keep going on and on and on, we've got some unbelievable people behind the scenes and they deserve the plaudits. But it does, it gives me goosebumps thinking about the entire journey. And that, of course, as we're on my Brit Rest journey, you know, to talk about. This is Lee's Brit Rest journey well, I guess, today. I, I, guess it I is should it. get the big red book out. Oh. Lee, <laughs> this is your life. Du, 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 du. Yeah, but, I mean, it, but truthfully, I, I, I did not think it was going to happen. The program. I really, really didn't didn't think it was going to happen. I really, really, really didn't. And then all of a sudden, it, the, the, the penny dropped, and um, and when I realised that there was an opportunity to do so. Um, I had to also inform the people that I sold my other companies to, because strictly speaking, you've got wrestling travel and progress. And whilst they're two completely different entities in terms of one's a travel business and one's a, a, a promotion, you know, strictly speaking, they're both in the same wrestling space. So I had to kind of go through all, go through all of that. And, and but it is, it's, it still gives me, you know, I go into the ballroom and I look around and I see all the talent working their asses off. And I can see how, how much they appreciate being there. And I, I look at Bestie, and Bestie looking at me, and I, I say to him, I said, I can't believe we're the ones that are like the custodians of this. This is absolute pinch-yourself type territory. And I get, I get emotional even talking about it. I'm an emotional guy at the best of times, actually, because I give a shit and I care. Yeah. But it, it is, it's an unbelievable experience. The ballroom is such a special place. It, and it's so hard to explain if you haven't been there about the memories, the history, and that's one of the things that you're starting to see at the moment is we're, you know, we've got some wonderful memories of progress that people have chosen to forget about because of other reasons. But we should actually celebrate the good things of progress. Mm. You look back at the likes of when Tony Storm became the first ever progress women's champion. Or looking at, for example, when on chapter 66, when MJF made his appearance in New Orleans on a progress show. There's some unbelievable history of progress. And I want to showcase and make people remember the good times of progress. And that's why we're going to try and find that right balance between the nostalgia aspects whilst also building that, that, that next generation of stars. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm consistently talking here because I, I don't mean to be. But <laughs> the idea of the podcast like this. <laughs> yeah, I, it's yeah. usually me who does this bit where he just talks about himself the whole time. So I, I feel very modest like when you, <laughs> you have the floor. Well, we know you've got some questions in store for us in a few moments, Lancer. We're building up to that still. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say as well, since uh, since Lee and Bestie have took over, we have had a bit of a roller coaster year. It's been it's been such good fun down in London at the ballroom, and uh, and obviously then we've spoke that we're taking it on tour as well. We're going to be doing uh, 
you know, Sheffield and Newcastle are first on August 13th and August 14th. And then we're off to, uh, we've got Birmingham, Manchester and Cardiff as well. And obviously, Lee, we've got the show in Cardiff the same weekend as the uh, Castle <laughs> as well. That's going to be wild. That's we've got Progress and TNT in Cardiff <laughs> over that weekend. So that's, we've got that to look forward to. We've got such a fun summer to come up and, um, I just can't wait for everyone to see some of the, uh, the plans that we've got put in place and also some of the great announcements and uh, some great wrestlers coming to uh, work at Progress over the summer who, uh, you know, it's going to be so exciting. A lot for people to look forward to. Yeah, you should have heard some of the rumours when you start, everyone starts seeing you at TNT and at Wrestle Islands and uh, all the fans are getting, getting a couple of pints down and thinking what's going to happen or he's going to start like a Northwest NWA. <laughs> he's gonna... <laughs> well, I didn't hear any of this. Okay. I just remember you walking up to the merch table. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, let's talk about that story. That's a, a, so... I, I rocked up at, at Wrestle Island with Jay and, and Martin, and I, I knew at that I knew at that point that we were going to be the the new custodians of progress and yeah. alongside Jake at TNT. And I see Lance, and you know, big shout out to, to Peter at Wrestle Island and watching the show. And I, you know, I I like this undercover boss type stuff because the reason why I say that is because you should always treat people how you want to be treated. Always. And, and I make mistakes, don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect, but I've always tried to live by that mantra and try and see how people react to certain things. And so I went over to Lance's table and Lance, do you want to take it? <laughs> well, <laughs> they all come over to me and they're like, oh, you did really well in your match. You did really well. You did great. And I said, well, you think I'm that good? Do you want to buy a picture? <laughs> I think we did. Didn't we? Bestie still well, got the picture. Bestie best did, yeah. Brilliant. Autograph. Because, yeah, because what you said was, oh, I don't have any cash on me. And I went, well, I do take PayPal if you've got it. I'll look it up now for you. You walked off, Bestie walked off, and next thing I know, Bestie's come back and accosted me with a tenner. <laughs> like, grabbed hold of me and got, do you know what, actually, I'll have one. And I was like, bloody hell, where have you come from? All right. Yeah, I think this jacket for, for a, a good while. It was on the first show at the ballroom. I'm sure he whipped it out. On the dog. <laughs> just holding it there. The dog board. The dog board it was, yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, oh, any wow. publicity is good publicity, as long as you've still got the photo. Because my next question is, why am I not on the wall behind you there? See, you've got to earn that, my mate. You'll get no. that one then, sure. Hey, well, I, earn, I earn that tenner. I earn that tenner. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a real salesman. I'm just hoping that he gets framed and put in the office. We've all got a dream, pal. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I remember giving it to him and watching him fold it up, and I thought, "What are you doing? I've just signed that." And he folded it up, put it in his pocket. And I'm like, that, "That's that's ruined. That's that, that's not going anywhere." <laughs> Kept it safe, don't you worry. So that that first show back in front of fans, what was that like? Because I did enjoy the progress shows without fans they had on the network, but I think British wrestling it needs fans. It's but they like the, an extra element that. Uh, just, if it like if it went to a wrestling show and there was no fans there, I'd be like, There's something missing here. And then what there was, it just adds, it adds to the atmosphere, doesn't it? It just adds to the experience. Yeah. There was plans for Wrestle Island to have shows with no crowds, but I think that it it would have been strange. Yeah, every show without crowds was was strange. Yeah, I think Progress did really well with the Peckham era. Mm. I thought the most stuff they presented and how they uh, how they how they managed to do that and still put on a show. I was really impressed and so yes, I, I did enjoy them but that first show back I was like oh, it's back. Yeah oh it's so, back. I, yeah, it was some of the best best viewing over over lockdown. hundred percent. 
Yeah, it was great to see some of the Northwest talents as well to be given a chance, even during that tough time where people weren't necessarily being able to travel to shows. And the way that they were able to go and do that as part of their work was, was great to see. And then obviously 127, when we got back to the ballroom, that was one of the wildest shows I've ever been a part of. The, the crowd that day in the ballroom were just absolutely crazy. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think, uh, sort of days two and three of Super Strong Style 16 were, were on the, a similar sort of, <laughs> just, you just knew as soon as you got in there, there was like an electricity in the air. And some of the chants on the Super Strong Style day one, um, June the 3rd, that was just, some of the crowd chants were absolutely hilarious on that day. That was sort of the day when, um, I think a lot of people had sort of heard that Charles Crowley had been cast in EastEnders and yes. some of the <laughs> chants from the crowd, especially during the interval. If we can ever get that bit of footage, there was some footage of the merch stand oh, and they were, they were singing a, a bit of a song to him. I can't repeat any lyrics to it, but, uh. Swat, 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 swat. It went along those lines. Like that, Mike, was it? Yeah, I think the twit was the lyric. I think (laughs) spectacular twit. I think it was, and uh, yeah, to the East Enders tune. So that was pretty, pretty special moment of the match down there. So uh, yeah, so what a day in the ballroom, and uh, you know, (laughs) strong style was. It was just, it was just crazy. So goodly, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was. It was. But you you talk about chapter one, two, seven, and. When Gene came out in that spacesuit, after we'd worked on behind the scenes in terms of that promo, nothing had gone out on any of the social media accounts for a long period of time. Oh, it gives me goosebumps even thinking about it. Honestly, it's like that's emotional about it. It's amazing. And then the creative team, put, you know, I gave them the, it was the first time I'd worked with the creative team and they'd been through a tough time and everybody needed picking up, you know, picking me up. I said, right, here, you know, here, here's my idea. I've got this Chris Nolan-esque mm. idea that I want to have come across that's going to showcase a starting point, something very, very simple with the, the moon, a date, a time. Let's get people talking again. And it was amazing. Because nobody had a clue. <laughs> Right, sorry, I don't even know why to swear on this. If you have to, if you have to, uh, the beeps on the extenders. We're gonna have to bleep you ever. That'll be fun. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, gosh, yeah. And then when that video went live, I went mean, viral. Well, it, it did, it did. And I mean, my my phone went absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy. And yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was very, very cool. We, very, we should very give cool. a shout out and a thanks, by the way, to all of the, the team who work producing the videos and everything backstage. A, we've got a, a big crew backstage, but you know, Jack, Al, Debbie, and you know, ca- capturing the images and producing them and putting them into these films, you know, and all, all the gang who do all that sort of thing. Absolutely amazing team. We've got a progress and you know, so hard working. And obviously, I'm sure Lee and Bestie would like to thank him. I've thoroughly enjoyed working with all of them, uh, you know, jo- joining in there, c- coming in and doing my bits and bobs. And, uh, you know, obviously, John as well was uh, mentored me on some of the aspects of stuff I hadn't done before. You know, a big thank you to him who, uh, you know, to, to run through some of them bits with me was, you know, stuff I hadn't done before. And he, you know, showed me how to do it all. So it's really appreciated. You know, obviously, I get, I get it yourself, Chris, and Mad Dog, when you're in the room with, with really talented people. Some people aren't, but anyway, but, <laughs> but, but, um, you get in a room and you see how good these guys are and it's just absolutely f- phenomenal. And 
But that, but when Jean came out in that spacesuit, she was telling me about this is what we do. Because, because interestingly, the one thing that really kind of made me go, we're definitely going to do this, mm. was the Jean Money Car Noir match at the very last chapter in what I refer to as the pandemic era. And Jean's promo in the middle of the ring and, and just the storytelling between Caro and Jean, it was, it was phenomenal. And I was at Bestie's house and we were watching it together and we were kind of, saying, okay, how are we going to make this work? How are we going to do this? What are we going to do with that? And we saw that match and we were like, we, we, that was like the, 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 the final yes in terms of, in terms of doing it. But, but we've learned a lot since chapter 127. That's, that's for sure. And, and hopefully the shows will continue to, to, um, to, to get better and better. Of course, we had Anthony Agogo show up. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody expected Anthony Agogo to show up on, no. on, um, on our shows, that's for sure, and it is. It's you know we're we're there to entertain. But one of the things that people have also got to put that trust in for us is that we do criminal background checks behind the scenes. We have a whole host of procedures that that everybody has to go through, and we take that responsibility very very seriously. And when people talk about well, actually, should there be surprises and stuff in wrestling, I can understand why people might be a little worried, but. Also, there needs to be a trust factor in the likes of myself and Martin and Mike and the rest of the guys on the team that we're going to be booking the right people that we feel as though should be on a on a progress show. And you know, with Anthony, you had somebody that that of course is on AEW who had been on Strictly Come Dancing. A, I mean, let's be frank, he was so unlucky not to win the gold medal. You know, an unbelievable and what an amazing guy off camera, by the way. Um, I really, really believe that Anthony's going all the way to the top. It, you know, the, the charisma that he's got is, is unbelievable. I'm very, very excited to see how his career will, uh, dare I say it, Freudian slip progress into <laughs> to the future. But it is, it's, it's weird. Like I said, I, I don't normally do many of these things, Chris. So it's really quite, quite full actually talking yeah, about it, it, some of the stuff we've yeah. done. I tell you, one of my favorite uh, surprises that, that we did for mm-hmm. everybody, which uh, I think was masterful in the way it was, uh, it, it played out was a technique, uh, one, two, eight in Manchester, chapter one, two, eight. If you can go back on the network and watch that because, um, I can't match. It was when, uh, yeah, oh, of course, yeah, when, uh, oh, my God, that like, came off the balcony, didn't he? And, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> amazing, crazy <laughs> moments. But as well, later on in the show, when, uh, Cara Noir was standing in the center of the ring and the lights dropped, and then when the lights came back on and Ilya Dragunov was standing in the ring with him, uh, with the WWE NXT UK Championship, I think that was just such a moment and the, uh, you know, the shock. And surprise of the whole audience was absolutely palpable at that moment, wasn't it, Lee? It was just like it, it, all the air had got sucked out the building. And everyone was like, "It really was." <laughs> and, and, and again, I appreciate. Of course, I'm biased. Of course, I'm. But I'm very, very proud of, of, of the stuff that we're doing. But when you look at on Chapter One Two Eight, we had the Ring of Honor World Champion. We had an Impact Impact Knockout in, in Giselle Shaw. We of course had the Tag Team Championships on the line. We of course had the World Championship on the line. For me, that was the moment that I thought, you know what, this is progress. And that is exactly what I was trying to achieve, where I was trying to put myself in the shoes of the fan and say, okay, retrospectively, would I have been entertained by this? And then not only that, you know, you had a fantastic match with Alexis Falcon and some girl called Lana Austin. I don't know 
<laughs> Somebody's a big fan of yours, have I've heard she's a massive fan, actually. I believe she's, quite I, I believe she's got a question from Twitter, actually, from, from what I was reading. I'm sure you've seen it. I will have to look forward to it, yeah. I, I don't know. I've, I've, got, I've got her muted, to be honest with you, Lance. <laughs> it's normally when she sends me a million and more WhatsApps, which is the problem. <laughs> But, but I was going to say you'd have me muted, but uh, the amount of times you replied to me, so you can't. <laughs> I haven't got your number, pal. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. You don't need my. You don't need my number. I'm just everywhere. Okay. I was trying to tweet you the other day, but I couldn't spell your name right. <laughs> <laughs> can't say it. Can't spell it. What can you do? Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Don't be a waste, man. Check out Broken but Glorious, the podcast. Cheers. <laughs> Uh, Lance, do you have any questions before we go into some of the listener questions? Well, I've got that one from Lana Austin straight off the top of my head. Is uh, why why do you suck, Lee? <laughs> that's that's what that's what Lana said. That's that's uh, that's straight from Twitter. <laughs> Chris, have you got a question? Every time we see her, she's yes. causing trouble for Lee. Not showing <laughs> up, but in Raven Creed in a straight jacket, she's mm. so full of a wrestling causing havoc for Lee when he's trying in to. In my defence, I have to go. I have to turn up at the, the Future Shop Performance Centre where she trains. So mm. I need to to put this in good faith and put it across to you. So because I don't want to get throttled myself. <laughs> well, we yeah, know yeah. we know what Lee thinks of it. Jason Wright asks, when you bring in big names, how do you decide who wrestles them? Gosh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think uh, you've got to give uh, people the opportunity, haven't you, Liam? Uh, and also, you know, certain people work better in matches with others. And also, uh, the, other, the other aspect of it is what the fans want to see, as Lee said, looking mm-hmm. retrospectively and looking, you know, f- from an outside point of view, what the, what the fans want to see. So, uh, it's uh, we do bring in a, a lot of great talents, and we've got a lot of great talents in this country already. So it's uh, it's hopefully matching them up with the right people who uh, are going to put on an amazing match. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think you. you I mean, it's, it's a it's a fantastic question, and there isn't necessarily a, a right answer because people will find flaws in the answer I give. But what what I try and do, if possible. But again, I've got a creative team. Mm-hmm. I will give my thoughts to that creative team. But that creative team will make that final decision because I'm a great believer in empowering people. And whilst I'll give my advice and certain aspects of what I may or may not think privately, it's their decision because that's what I'm paying them to do. And I believe them to, to do that. But in a perfect world, what you try and do is if you're bringing in a, say, a superstar from Japan or from the States or, or, or wherever, is in a perfect world, I'd like to put them, uh, put them with somebody that's, uh, a homegrown star to try and make that homegrown star even more over than they were before. Mm. That's the perfect scenario. And sometimes that's not always possible. But you look at some of the fantastic matches, so for example, at 10th anniversary show between Jonathan Gresham and Warren Banks, what a phenomenal match that was. And, you know, Warren was so close to winning Super Strong Style. He's been very close on a number of times and he's obviously retrospectively now looking in terms of What's next? Obviously, a former Wrestle Island champion, just like, dare I say it, Lance Rivera. And somehow they're for longer than others, though. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, pal. Um, but, but it is. Hopefully, that answers the uh, question for you, Chris. Yes. Uh, Alexis, in fact, you've answered this a little bit. So, Alexis asks Will there be more progress shows up north, specifically Liverpool? <laughs> well, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Progress in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, it's TNT's home. Yes. First and foremost, we've 
what's, what's this space? Obviously, from a Liverpool perspective, we've got Supreme Extreme on day one of the three days with mm-hmm. the GCW shows, which is going to be crazy. And um, in fact, I think we sold out of all of our weekender yeah. tickets today, actually. Yeah, all the I think they all, <laughs> I think they're all gone now. And Project X as well on the 21st Project of July. Project X is going to be, going to be insane. crazy. It'll be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be that, that, that tournament looks sick. That's like it. it will be. Yeah, we've got Scott Hotty taking on Gene Money. Taking on Gene again. Um, that's if he can get away from Session Moth Martina. <laughs> match is still going on. I'm sure I saw something downside Hamilton Square train station. I'm sure they're still going. But, but yeah, I mean, what's, what's this space for Liverpool? And mm-hmm. you know, I've been asked a lot of times as to, what's going to happen between progress and TNT and maybe we'll find out. And mm. I believe that there's a progress show and a TNT show on the same day in Cardiff after Flash at the Castle. So who knows what might happen at that one. She also has with your collections of Tramia Rovers, would you consider a collaboration? A, a collaboration with Tramia? Well, okay. Well, a show on the pitch would always be good. Oh, a show on the pitch. Well, I mean, I, I mean, again, I, I know that that's um, you know, Peter from Wrestle Island. One of his dreams is to host something at Prenton Park. Mm. I mean, one, one of the, I mean, what we we are in the process of building a new fan park at Tramia. Yeah. And it will be able to host wrestling shows in there. <sighs> so we're very excited about that prospect. And by the way, that's not for one minute to turn around for us to say that we're going to be. Uh, do anything disrespectful to Peter at Wrestle Island, you know, massive, massive fan mm. of Wrestle Island, you know, absolutely love, love, love being there. But there's a wonderful opportunity to do something collectively, I feel, at Tramier at the fan park. And, and of course, we know that, um, there's a lot of well-known WWE stars and now AEW stars that are fans of Tramier Rovers Football Club. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's more chance of success at Tramier than Manchester United this season. <laughs> I, I, I I've I've got full full backing with Eric. I've got full backing of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, we'll, we'll we'll see. But but <laughs> it's a fantastic. I mean, and also as well. I mean, I'm incredibly proud to be you know, in the position that I am at Tramier alongside Mark and Nicola Palios and, and Martin and and I really really hope that we can do something amazing for the entire wrestling sector from Tramier once that fan mm. pop is ready. And I think. My gut tells me that it's going to become a real, real hotbed of a number of promotions. Uh, yeah. Amazing. I'm currently taking off football grounds on, on where I've wrestled, so slowly. <laughs> what are you up to now? Maybe not. Tell us. You what? Where, where have you been so far? Where have you wrestled? You done Turf Moor? Turf Moor. I'm at Turf Moor next week, and I've uh, worked in um, Vale Park as well. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Brenton Park. Maybe one day then. Well, Sounds like the next step. Well, it, it, Lance has to start being a lot nicer to us. Nice to us. <laughs> you to footy on Wednesday nights as well. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not seeing your footy yet, Lance. Do you have a kick about? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I play on a Monday night, actually. If you want me to come down on a Wednesday, I'll come play with you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You're more than welcome. Dean Ormond plays. Does he? Does he? Does. Unfortunately, he wears a Port Vale shirt. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, I'll, I'll come down in my United shirt. Yeah, that's it. It's off now, mate. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John is, he asks, what are your goals and the vision for progress over the next couple of years? John is there. Big thanks to John for, uh, he's been hosting a, a few uh, hype mm. shows for us, done a really great job. Yeah, yeah, really good. 
And uh, yeah, he was, unfortunately was a little bit poorly last week, so uh, wasn't able to do that one. But uh, big thank you to him for all the hard work he's put in for us. And uh, we know he enjoys getting down some of the shows in the ballroom, so we'd make sure to have a uh, say a big hello to Jonas. And uh, aspiration-wise, Lee, what have, you, what have you got for us? Well, yeah, just just to reiterate, you know, massive fan of what Jonas is doing. We really appreciate all of his support. And I pre- again, I, I don't see myself as a quote-unquote promoter. I'm really. <laughs> And that's that's all a little bit strange to me on, on that regard. But but the reality is is that and maybe these words will come back to haunt me. But we're not just in this to make up the numbers. We're in this because we want to take it to an even bigger level than it was before. We know it's going to take time. It's going to take a long time. But we're in this not just for a year or two years or whatever. We're in this for a long, long time. That's why we've gone and bought state of the art cameras, state of the art equipment. And we're doing that because we, we're not just looking for short-term success. We're looking for long-term success that's sustainable, that's going to continue to ensure that there's a great place for talent to aspire to be on, that gives it the, gives people the opportunity to be on a global level around the world, but very proud of the fact that it's got a, a British base. But, you know, look, I, you know, I want us to go back to Ali Pali. I want us to go yeah. back to Wembley. I do, and... Yeah, you know, it, it's, I don't think I'm being respectful when I say this is that with the cost of living and inflation and stuff like that, it's sometimes more difficult to decide whether or not you can go to every single progress show. Absolutely well aware of that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes might, people might pick and choose which shows they go to. What we're trying to do is we're trying to make progress, you know, one of the shows that you, you must go to because of the storylines and, and again, you know, it'd be very, it'd be very, very easy for us to just throw a load of money at it, get an international star in, and and completely sell out every single show like that. But we're not doing that. What we're trying to do is we're trying to build up that next generation of superstars, the next generation of talent. Because in my opinion, that's what Progress did. Progress was about building those superstars. It was building the likes of your Pete Dunns, your Walters, your Tony Storms. And that's what we've got to do. And we've got an unbelievable plethora of talent and very, very blessed in the fact that I have a lot of talent that contact me all the time. Do you ever see a day where wrestling, British wrestling could be as big as the 70s or the 80s and be on TV and be talked about in school playgrounds like it used to be? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I've, I've got some, sorry, say I, you know, myself and, and, and Martin and the rest of the team, we've got real big plans. We, we do. And, I'm not trying to just be kind of flippant when I, when I say that, is that, I mean, I remember, you know, a few years ago, God, God knows how, but I was on, uh, BBC Breakfast or the, 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 and then the business show stuff. And we're talking about, talking about wrestling. And of course, straight away, the first thing I get asked is, do you know your big daddy from your giant haystacks? Yes. <laughs> and I'm thinking the world's moved on, guys. The world has moved on. Mm-hmm. But that also shows you where the mindsets are still in this country and why we've got to change that. But that, again, is going to take time. And it's amazing when people say that wrestling is niche. Yeah, the last time I checked, WWE was the fourth largest YouTube channel in the world. And for TikTok, they, they at least they were, the largest TikTok channel in the world. And it's wrestling. Yeah. I remember watching Raw at one particular point in which there was some crazy stat in which it said, and again, I may not get this quite right, but something on the lines of you could put all of American sports together, collectively, it still doesn't equate to the reach of WWE. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, well, if that's niche, then that's the biggest niche I've ever heard of. 
Well, what's happened is, is that whereas there are, say, the British wrestling stars of yesteryear in the world of sports, everybody was well known because it was, there was obviously fewer channels, and, there, and, and dare I say, it resonated across different age groups. Well, of course, WWE has very successfully done that now, but from an American perspective, because, for example, you know, I'm, I'm what, 37 now, and I look back and go, oh my gosh, Bret Hart, but then, yeah. for example, you know, I mean, I don't have kids, but, you know, I've got friends of mine who, who do have kids, and all of a sudden, their hero is now Roman Reigns, or dare I say, a slightly different generation, John Cena, and all of a sudden it resonates across different generations collectively. Mm-hmm. Whereas from a British perspective, people can only really do that, it seems, for the likes of your, your big dad and your giant haystacks. So what we have to do is try and work out how do we put ourselves in that position to, dare I say it, make a Lance Rivera the next giant haystacks, the next big daddy, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what we've got to do. But at the same time, the talent have also got to understand that they've got to try and get as many eyeballs as they possibly can for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And, okay, let's look, at, let's look at two people at the moment. And I know you mentioned a certain name before, is Lana Austin. Yes. Every single day, my inbox is full of messages about Lana bloody Austin. Right? <laughs> All the time. All the time. I didn't I didn't expect it. I didn't ask for it. And then all of a sudden she's now Daily Star's favourite wrestler. Oh you've really got me up a tangent here now, right? Really <laughs> and she threatened to punch me in the face. Well, I can understand that as well, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, that is fair enough. But, but but the thing is is that she is she she she's created so many eyeballs in terms of what she's talking about. And even though she just she causes me lots of issues every single day is that you've got to be entertaining, you've got to be engaging. And you know what? There is some wonderful stories to tell in professional wrestling about, and dare I say it, sorry, I'm really going off on tangent now, but, okay. but when you when you think about you know story-driven aspects, so, for example, Dan Maloney was doing a, a talk this week. And by the way, what an amazing talent Dan Maloney mm. is, by the way. Now, I'm very proud of him as our TNT, TNT champion. But he was going into schools this week and talking to kids in assembly. The likes of all of these talent should be outstanding role models for young people. And at a time when mental health is so important, resilience is so important, and dare I say it, how you treat one another is more important now than it ever has been. I think we've got an opportunity through British professional wrestling to showcase to a younger generation what role models are, are truly all about. Definitely. And that's one of the things that I'm working on behind the scenes. That's one of the reasons why I'm working so closely with the MPs, because I think that is how we break into a different market. Because, let's be frank about it, you know, from a Trammy Rovers perspective, you talk about Trammy Rovers in the community. We're very fortunate we have people going to the community, and not just Trammy, for example, I was with Lord Mann yesterday, who does, you know, for Leeds United. You've got some great opportunities in helping in the community. Well, why can't we do wrestling in the community and mm. make that difference? And that's one of the longer-term ambitions that I'm trying to get to because you know there's some brilliant stories to tell. But what's right, what's wrong, sometimes you know where it gets a little bit blurred in the middle. And what a fantastic delivery vehicle to extract the organic potential other than through British professional wrestling. 
yeah, yeah. Lana Austin's amazing. Lana she's, 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 she's so body positive. So, and so, uh, <laughs> Apparently she wants to slap me. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Queen of oh. me. I did have to block her though, you know. You blocked her again. Well, literally, I was in, I- I was in Ireland. I was going to an OTT show and I'm literally, I'm in the, um, like the Italian quarter and my phone would not stop going off. <laughs> wouldn't stop going off. Lee, I'm your favourite, I'm your favourite, Lee, I'm your favourite, I'm your favourite. I didn't even know who this person was. I didn't even have a number saved on my phone. <laughs> who the hell is this? <laughs> I didn't have, a, didn't, have a, didn't have a clue. And then all the time I get tagged in tweets, tagged in Instagram. You know, um, you know I, I had something from, um, from Ashley today saying that apparently I should be the new Prime Minister and Lana Austin should be leader of the opposition. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Tonga, and you're listening to Broken for Glorious. So, so 24th of July. 24-7, back in the electric ballroom. As uh, Lee mentioned before, we've got Swerve and Nick Wayne over for that one. And it's then we've got Nick Wayne's 16, isn't he? He's, like, stupidly young. Yeah, it's going to be his European debut. Mm. And very, very excited to have Nick and... They, after the match with Swerve, and, and, and you know what, it's, there's so many wonderful matches that could have happened. I think it would have been a fantastic match between Nick and Callum Newman, for example. I think that would have yeah. been absolutely fantastic. I know a lot of people were, were asking for that. Is any of the CPF guys would have been great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the pair of them are desperate to face each other again after the, quite honestly, an absolute classic at Defy and big shout out to Defy in the Pacific Northwest in the, Washington State region. If you haven't seen Defy, what Jim's done at Defy is absolutely fantastic. So please check those guys out. Some really, really cool things that, that are going on there. And when the stars aligned, because unfortunately Swerve, who was obviously supposed to be part of Super Strong Style, couldn't make yeah. it. And then we'd already got an agreement with Nick that, that it was impossible to not allow that match to happen because they wanted it so, so badly. You know, Nick is desperate to prove himself and desperate to take that win and swerve yeah. very much of the opinion this is my house and you ain't getting anywhere near it pal and the ballroom is going to be absolutely rocking for it yeah I'd just about 24-7 yeah. we've got the Thunder Bastard how can we forget about I mean Progress's signature match the Thunder yeah. Bastard absolutely incredible and that I'm very very much looking forward to and you know, what an amazing amount of talent we've got in that match. And then, of course, we've got the, dare I say it, debut of Thomas Dawkins. I'm interested that it's not Carl Noir without the theatrics. I'm interested to see what that's going to be like. It's like yeah. the, the Sovereign Lord himself. Mm-hmm. Giving him some wrestling boots, I saw the last show. Giving him some wrestling boots. The Chancellor sent his regards to him for randomly. I'm not quite sure what that was. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be very, very interesting. Obviously, the moves that make what was Car Noir, Car Noir, mm. are now Spike's moves that only Spike is able to use. Mm-hmm. And when Spike said, you're going to start from the bottom, well, let's see what happens. But the one thing's for sure, this is going to be a must-watch scenario. And we're all very, very intrigued as to how this is going to play out. Yeah, and, and I'm really looking forward to the women's title match. Kanji versus Di Matteo is going to be... <laughs> so, brilliant athletes. Unbelievable. I mean, honestly, that, that match, and, and again, 
for any of the, the listeners or viewers of, of, of my BritRest journey, please, if you can, if there's one match that you should try and see, it's Giselle versus Kanji. Mm. It was absolutely, I mean... Pretty brutal, that one. It was great. It was, it was beyond brutal and, and I have to say it was, uh, it was very emotional backstage after that match. Very emotional and, and let's be frank about it, the only standing ovation of the entire three days mm. was for that match at the end when Giselle Shaw left. And, you know, Giselle Shaw is obviously somebody that we, we care very much about. And we, we support her and back her absolutely. And we can't wait to welcome her back to progress in the, the not so distant future. Yeah, the whole show looks amazing. I love the Thunder Bastard match. <laughs> so, I'm surprised. I'm surprised the reason. Who do you think is going to win the Thunder Bastard? Who, who do you reckon? I want Robbie X to win it because uh, Robbie X, what a the yeah. innovator of excellence, what a deserving oh, talent that yeah. guy is. He's just so he's good. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. He's, saying, he's I think unbelievable. My, my second uh, TNT show that I announced Robbie X was was on the card for that one. So. Uh, yeah. Going back like seven years ago, so uh, yeah, he's been around a long time. But he's uh, Robbie X versus Ridgeway. He's, hey, he always comes up. He's on my TikTok, He always comes up on my TikTok, and he, he's always working hard. He's he's un, he's unbelievable. Oh, the shape he's got himself in over the last two or three years, oh, just amazing. Oh, oh G money, I just love a G money. Put G money in any match, I'll be happy. I think. Gene, it's super strong style. Got yeah. it through. I have to say, it's there's a. It's going to be very intriguing to see what now happens to Gene Money and Warren Banks mm. after Super Strong Style because I don't think anybody expected the ending to Super Strong Style the way it was and Chris Ridgeway's arrogance, quite frankly, sitting in that chair with his feet onto Warren. And then, of course, you know, Gene comes out, consoles him and, and the next bit that I'm going to talk about, I don't think was aired on the network or demand progress. Hmm. But the pair of them on the side got very, very emotional uh, about it all. And, you know, Gene had legitimately broken his hand the day before. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he I think he broke it against Malik. What a match that was, by the way. Yeah. And, yeah, it was it was, it was heartbreaking, actually. It was really heartbreaking to, to watch it and to see it. Who knows what would have happened if Warren had picked up a bit of a knock a couple of weeks before. And if Gene had hurt his hand, you know, it could have been a completely different story. Super strong style, but, uh, you know, I'm sure both of them have still got uh, something to say about that going into 24-7. And, of course, who will Chris Ridgeway's first defence be against? Amazing. <laughs> Before we go, I was just going to ask if you wanted to post any social media. Or... Always, yeah. Check check out our uh, Twitter. Obviously, lots of announcements coming up for the next couple of weeks. Our TikTok and our YouTube channels are absolutely going wild at the moment because we're able to put some of the stuff from Super Strong Style 16 on there. Yeah. Um, so have a little look at some of the stuff we're doing, some of the amazing videos our team have produced um, and, you know, just some of the great stuff that our talents have done is just some of the best stuff we've done is on there. Uh, I, I believe uh, the four versus four with uh, Damo and RSP <laughs> and Captain, uh, that video um, has, has gone on there the clip the unedited version is on there now so do please just crowl at the end just at looking the confused what's happening <laughs> a moment of genius to say the least by, uh, by the guys there that's just something super special so check that out and uh, you know we've got some great clips that we've not shared yet in the last couple of months that we'll be getting posted on there in the next few weeks and dare I say it's some stuff from the uh, progress 
back catalogue as well that you might not have seen before or in a while that we'll uh, we'll be gradually putting out onto the YouTube as well. So uh, make sure to check it out and uh, feel free to comment and like and share and everything. Uh, do have a chat to us. There's a few of us who are always keeping an eye on what's going on online and you can have a chat to us. Give us your thoughts and feelings about progress and uh, and what you want to see in the future and we can uh, we'll do our best to make it happen for you. It's yeah, then I'll tweet you later. No worries. <laughs> you better have to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on a, on a serious like, like, from 17 burner accounts that I'm going to create when I get off here. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey, we yeah, you're still not going to get verified on Twitter, pal, are you, even with all the fake ones? Hey, <laughs> I don't need verifying on Twitter. People already know who I am. I don't need verification to know who I am. Yeah? They all love me. They all, they all tweet me. I don't need to, that blue tick for, <laughs> for Twitter's justification of my being. Right, okay. Well, well, if you ever want to see what blue ticks like, pal, let me know. If you can show me next time we see you, that'd be all right. Yeah, no problem. Oh, <laughs> well, I tell you, I have one other thing I wanted to say. Uh, well done to our, our good friend Ben Cecil, who uh, who's worked with us for a very long time at TNT, oh, yes. because yes. he's just landed his dream job. And uh, just want to say, I hope it uh, takes off well for you, mate. And um, I'm sure we'll see you about in the future. But well done on that. So uh, really great stuff. Definitely. I'll put, I'll put links in the description to all your social media. And right, so I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on. Again, in the future. Thanks, lads, for coming on. It's great to have you on the interview with me. Uh, yeah, my free time guest. So we'll have to get a trophy or something. In the future. I am expecting like a signed hat or at least something. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a signed picture. Lance, great to see you as always. Looking forward to catching up with you at Wrestle Island. Uh, August 21st, big match for you there. You'll get that one, mate, hopefully. And oh, no. all, all the fans in Liverpool look forward to seeing you at TNT Extreme Wrestling. We've got uh, Project X on July 21st, and everyone down in Camden Town at the Electric Ballroom for Progress, uh, Chapter 136, 24-7. Cannot wait for that one. It's going to be insane. Look forward to seeing you all there. And uh, this weekend, you can catch me at the LWF if you're about. It's going to be a great show up in Chorley, so uh, yeah, check out the Mad Dog there, and I'll leave you with Mr. Lee McAteer. Legend. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far. But no, Chris, thank you so much for, for having us on. Lance, anyway. <laughs> No, thank you so much for, for having us on my rest journey. Absolutely fantastic to, to be here. And also, on a, because I don't often do many of these types of things, I'd just like to say a massive, massive thank you to all the fans that come to the Progress shows, the TNT shows, and all the fans collectively that are supporting British professional wrestling. It's really important that we stick together. It's really important that we build the industry collectively, and we do it in the right way. And that's one of the things that we're desperately trying to do, trying to build it back. It's going to take time when you get there. So please keep coming to shows, no matter what show it is. Keep supporting British Professional Wrestling because there are so many talented people out there that are really deserving of eyeballs in person. And then there's also Lance Rivera. But regardless, <laughs> thank you that so much for, for having us. And we're really, really excited for what the future brings. And you're all welcome to come to a TNT or a Progress show in the future. Yes, I'll see you on the 21st, and I'll be there. Fantastic. See you then, Chris. Thanks so much, mate. See you soon, everybody. Thank you.